Hey guys, TJ Leffler here. I just want to say thank you for joining. And I want to let you know that you're in the right place if you want to get back to basics so you can get more out of life by doing less than you think. We're going to cover a lot of different things in this episode, but I want you to know that the most important thing you can do is to remove the ideas that you have about the things you're about to listen to, okay? I want you to approach this episode like a child. What can you learn from this experience? I've gone through a deep awakening. I've hired professional help. You're going to hear from multiple people throughout the course of season two, all through my voice and the notes that I've taken and the process that I've gone through, okay? I want you to be able to take this and make it practical and actually apply change to your life. So all that requires is for you to just have an open hand as you listen, all right? I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Also, I forgot to mention that I accidentally wrote a book and I mean that genuinely. We were trying to create a guide for what you're listening to and I wrote too much. So we created a book and it's awesome. It's going to be online at corepillars.com, C-O-R-E-P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com or tjloffler.com. Highly recommend as a gift or just checking it out if it's something that you want to come back to because you like what you listen to. Thank you guys again for being here. I appreciate you. Connection is the sixth core pillar to living a sustainable life. And I just want to preface this by saying we know that loneliness and isolation is a massive problem in our generation right now. I mean, there's statistics that I've mentioned earlier in the mindset episode, whether it's around suicide, whether it's around depression, whether it's around anxiety. And I really believe at the core, if there's one reason, of course, there's physiology, of course, there's a physical side to this. But I really believe that this is found, the root to a lot of these problems is found in the lack of our connection. And connection is such a deeper topic than just being around friends who share like-minded values, principles, and interests, okay? Connection, as we think about it, I mean, the idea that somebody can feel lonely in a city of 8 million people. I lived in New York for almost seven years. I can't tell you how many times I felt that and experienced that myself, but how many times other people you can relate with, resonate with, who are you know, going about their day, living their life, and they, they are around people all the time, but they feel like they're the only ones that really understand what's going on. I think it's actually a, a faith issue. I think it's a, an issue that's related to our lack of connection to our creator, but this is expressed and manifested in so many ways. In the UK, a couple of years ago, just appointed a prime minister of loneliness. So this is an epidemic. This is an epidemic. And you know, one of the things that I come back to, and just before I kind of get into all the details about what we are and, and aren't talking about, but one of the things I come back to is when I launched my seminar in New York City three years ago, 2016, and I launched my seminar in New York, and I went and and started hosting seminars in other places, and I thought, well, this is really going to be the best way for me to share what I can do for people and coaching and, and through speaking and then doing live one-on-one type of experiences in front of other people. And I thought that would be the, the biggest values, that people would be able to have some sort of aha moment and and there were, there were some really powerful moments as I started doing these, but I was asking people at the end of these seminars, what was their biggest takeaway? And like the most common answer, the most common answer was, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. They weren't the only ones who, who thought it was crazy to live in this, this rat race type of lifestyle. They weren't the only ones who wanted more. They weren't the only ones who believed that more was possible. They weren't the only ones who wanted to who wanted to actually live a life that was authentic to them rather than just following what everybody else did. They weren't the only ones who wanted to see their lives change. 
and wanted positive personal growth. They weren't the only ones who wanted to actually engage in a different way in terms of, you know, how they think about like their message and their purpose and, and the impact that they can make. And they weren't the only ones who were high caliber people who had a good heart. And I think it just highlighted to me the importance of how so many of us just don't feel understood. So many of us don't feel like we have anybody else who can relate. And unless we understand that we have a creator that created us, really, then it's going to be very difficult to think that it's possible that anybody could ever relate. Because reality is we are 7 billion or more people uniquely made. And there's not a single one of us who is identical to the next as it relates to every aspect that you could be. And I mean that more than just physically, right? We have different imaginations. We have different ways of worshiping, ways of singing, ways of thinking, ways of talking. And so no matter how identical you physically can be, we are each made uniquely. And unless we understand we have that unique connection to one God who is you know, our creator, I think it's, it's going to end up in what we have, which is a sense of isolation and identity crisis and a number of other things that come with that. So I'll leave it there for a second. It's a really important topic for me. I want to tell you we're not talking about today, okay? We're not going to be talking about how to uh, life hack your way to connection. And I try and emphasize this on all these different episodes, especially as it relates to these core pillars to sustainable life, because the reality is, sure, there's different things that you can do and activities and, and practices, et cetera. And I'm all for you know the habits, but unless we can really shift our perspective in our mind, then that change that we're looking for is only going to be short-lived. And what I like to say is, you know, if you have uh, behavior modification without a change to your nature, then that's just religion, Okay behavior modification without a change to your nature is just religion. And there's a lot of people modifying their behavior who are scheduling dinners each week and doing this and going to this activity to have a sense of belonging, et cetera. But their nature inside, who they really like feel, how they feel and how they're connected to this world has not changed. It is still contingent upon all these behavior modifications that they're trying to use to get that change in nature. And I believe the only way we can really have a change in our nature is if we let God into that space to actually do the work that he does. And so what I want to talk about today are just some timeless pieces of perspective that I've learned as it relates to connection that can hopefully change the way that you think about what connection means to you how you understand it to be realized in your life, how, how you understand connection to be actually expressed in your life and what you can practically do to start, start feeling different. And I've, I've worked with people who just like, this is a real challenge for them because they've, here's the key, they've disassociated with parts of themselves that have experienced problems in their past that they didn't identify as problems. And therefore they have a hard time connecting with other people because they can't connect with themselves, which is a function of them not connecting with their creator. Okay, so if I can't connect with my creator, because I've disassociated so much of me from me, then I can't fully show up with my creator and full authentic vulnerability as my whole self, because I've disassociated parts of me that I no longer wanted to be with because I experienced so much pain in those pieces of my past. And a lot of us have suppressed that pain and we've responded or reacted to that pain with hyperactivity. And I say a lot of us, I'm talking about the people listening to this podcast episode, most of you have responded with hyperactivity, which is, which is productivity to the pain of your past rather than acknowledging and accepting that that's a part of you, and that that's something that can be used as a platform and not a prison, right? That's something that can be used as a passion 
as something that you can deliver to the world and connect with people on in a deep way rather than something that you have to live behind, hide, or keep to yourself in pride because that's what it is because I've experienced deep levels of this in my own story with adoption and, and maybe some pain that I experienced in adoption that I didn't know how to express or understand and how I suppressed that and kept that as pride that other people didn't need to know about the fact that I was adopted because that was my story and it was what motivated me. And it actually kept me from being authentically the person that could be healed, that could help people from a place of understanding that, hey, I understand there's this level of connection intimacy you're missing in life and I can relate with that. And by the way, because I've been healed from that, I can help people because healed people help people, hurt people hurt people. And I had to go through that healing process, which required me to get honest with myself, vulnerable with myself, reconnected to myself. And by the way, reconnected with God for him to actually come in and do some healing in the connection that I had missed or the in the actual, the connection that I lost between him and I, right? He and I, and the faith that I had in him, that he was a good God, that he had good plans for me because I had experienced something that told me otherwise called pain and suffering in my life, right? And I want, I want to just highlight this and I want to mention that like, that's the authority that I speak from. If I qualify myself here, I'm speaking from a place of, I've experienced a sense of deep disconnection in my life. And I've experienced the, the reconnection that comes when you're able to actually find more healing and allow God to enter into that space. And so I come from this, uh, I come to this conversation from the, the headspace of talking about God, self, then others, okay? And at the key here, and you'll hear Claire talk about this, you'll see it in the book, in my book, Back to Basics. One of the keys here is the word vulnerability. Vulnerability is, is a great key here. Now, my awakening, my awakening to the need to make connection a priority in my life, that, and, and I mentioned this in Active Rest, but it was, it was kind of a function of this same story where I remembered hearing God as I was praying and I was asking him, you know, what does he have in store for me? What should I be thinking about considering for 2018? This is back in January 2018. And he said, I want you to make bread so you can break bread because you're isolated and you need community. So you need something to offer that community. Make bread to break bread. I had not, I had not been a baker. I had not been one who'd been known to be in the kitchen, but I just took that word literally and I went out and bought a bread making kit on Amazon, started making bread, and I started recognizing the need for more community. Now, what I also recognized in experiencing that change, okay, is that I had a deep tendency, and I say a deep tendency, meaning a deep-rooted tendency, to step back into isolation during periods of adversity. And the reason I had done that was because I had learned how to survive, okay, and strive through self-sufficiency. And we're taking you on a journey from striving to thriving. That's our main goal is we want to see people thriving, not, not striving. Striving leads to that burnout, that grind. There's a big difference between hustling and grinding. And we are seeking people who are who are trying to escape that grinding lifestyle, but but not necessarily lose the hustle that they have. And, you know, there's this idea that I had really like become a person who through my own self-sufficiency, okay, and this is a, an example of what disconnection does to you or did to me. And that is I had believed that I needed to do everything on my own. And this is something, this is a cycle I still find myself susceptible to falling back into. What I want you to know, though, is that as I started to step into more community, not just practically in the sense of this bread making and inviting friends or, or people that I didn't really even know to have some bread and share, commune, have conversation over bread, what it actually led to was 
it started to open up my eyes. This idea of community started to open up to my open up my eyes to all the other things that I needed in my life from other people that I couldn't do on my own and that I couldn't do with God alone. And I think it's important to recognize the two. Sometimes we lean too much on, I can do this with God alone. And sometimes we lean too much on, I can do this through other people only, or I can do this on my own. The three are important in balance. And what I've learned is when I'm able to balance those three things, I have much more peace within myself, knowing my right level of responsibility and knowing that I'm accepted and loved for me right? By God first before myself and anybody else. That those two things have brought a lot of peace into my life and stability into my life where I'd otherwise not had stability, whether it be with money, whether it be with a relationship I was uncertain of, whether I was going to marry my wife now, Savannah, whether it be with where I was living, my location, whether it be in my occupation, which was really a vocation, a calling on my life and how I was going to make that work and and what I really was trying to create a new category for and what I've been trying to build and what I believe God asked me to do and, and create with, with and for him. And so as I've been doing all these things, I started realizing, wait a second, like I have a real deep need for not just like connection and community, but also a right understanding of my role in all these things. And it's in actually healing that I've stepped into deeper connection. So it's in, in, in healing, here's the crazy thing, is that healing has happened more in my time with God and my quiet time, you know, alone and in my time with with counseling and in my time in taking care of myself and in concentrated focused time, I would say in less of a connected, so to speak, uh, when I when I say that in a quantity sense, but it's happened more in that quality sense of when I've been able to to heal in parts of my life. I've been able to actually grow in connection with other parts of my life. And it's been amazing how those two things kind of work together. So at a high level, what I want you to understand is that, you know, when I'm talking about connection, I'm not saying that, you know, it's about, and I think this has already been made clear, it's about the quantity or type of people or, you know, I don't, I don't even say it's about other people. I think it's actually this whole idea of connection or as it relates to what I've discovered is that it's, it's maybe your right role and responsibility to other people, maybe your relationship and how that's defined with other people, and even how you define that with God in, in terms of your level of self-sufficiency and whether you believe that you ought to do more than your responsibility. So for example, if you're dismissing or avoiding and blatantly ignoring people who are being intentional to build relationships in your life, I mean, you're rejecting connection in one sense. If your sense of, uh, if you sense a lack of authenticity in your relationship, so then there's a sense of misalignment in in connection. If you are your sole source of accountability, well, then there might not be a healthy level of responsibility that you're taking on in your life. And so, I think these are just signs and signals of things that need to change. Okay, if you're distant or overly self-sufficient we can see an unhealthy level of responsibility, especially as it relates to connection, all right? And I, I think that as we're thinking about this idea of connection, right, the, the common myth is more friends means I'm less lonely. Well, that's definitely not true. I actually have seen the opposite. And, and, and one of the, the key truths is like that true vulnerability is required for healthy intimacy. And I think this idea of connection is really an idea of, 
of intimacy. It's a question of intimacy and what kind of intimacy you have in your life. And and my mother-in-law said this once and it, it resonated so deeply with me. And she said, intimacy is broken into a few words. It's into me, you see. And my question is, you know, as you're thinking about connection in your life, are you allowing God to see into you? And as a result, you know, are you allowing God to change you? Because if God is constant and he's never changing, then if you want to have a relationship with him, then you must change. And I think this is something that's so important as we think about connection. I can't ignore the topic of our creator because at the core, I believe we are made for connection and our disconnection from him is actually what has caused us to have a longing to be drawn to him. And so for me, as I think about this, and, and I speak specifically to, I follow Jesus in that, you know, I don't even say that I'm a Christian. That means so many different things to everybody else. So it's like, I'm in this place on my journey where I follow Jesus and that has totally changed my life. That's the connection that I found where I'm known by him. And it has totally released me from feeling the need to be known by everybody else. And I say totally released. Sure, there's times and places where I have levels of insecurity like any human being. But the reality is when you are known by somebody who was not only here to say, I'm here to know you, but I'm misunderstood too. It's really powerful for you to actually have that level of relationship, that level of vulnerability, and that level of intimacy, because it develops such a sense of security that you have something that lasts well beyond our lifetime. It lasts eternity. And so if you don't have that relationship with God in your life, or if if you've still relied on other people to dictate your relationship with God and your creator, I'm challenging you right now to stop trying to find your relationship with your creator through other people, whether it's through what you've heard somebody tell you about God, or whether it's through your old church experience or your old whatever you want to call it experience. I'm challenging you to figure out who is God to you, because unless you understand that, it's going to be hard to understand who he made you to be if you're made in his image. And then it's going to be hard for you to be able to connect with other people on the level of the depth of vulnerability that you need to, to have what I would call healthy intimacy and deeper connection in your life. Now, there's like humans, just naturally, we crave connection, okay? And I think there's just like a, I think there's a really powerful idea here that Claire talks about in, and I just want to highlight this as just a side note, uh, because Claire talks about it in the book, and, and, and I really think it's an important topic to to bring up because I've seen it a lot in, in just my coaching conversations and my own personal life. And disconnection is often rooted in the idea of shame. And, and it's something that's like this idea that's there's something deeply wrong with me. And a lot of us have been told that there's something wrong with us. And so if I can right now, if I can just remove that shame that you have in your life and not me personally, but by the power that God's given me, that if I can just say, I, I just, renounce any shame that you have in your life. And I I let you know that you're forgiven by what he's done for you. And so I really felt strongly about saying that on this podcast. And, you know, this idea of shame causes isolation. And you might not be able to put all the pieces together and connect all the dots to understand what I'm saying and how this relates to your life. But if you have a sense of isolation in your life, there's probably a sense of shame that's connected with that. And neurologically, just to give you some like, background, neurologically shame and the disconnection that comes with it can be the same things to our body that trauma does. Um, And it sends us into that fight or flight response. It sends us into this chronic state of stress. And we talked about this in active rest and sleep and these other episodes because 
guys, like if you're living in that state of chronic stress and distress, and it's it will literally break down your body. And you're just not meant to live like that. You're not meant to live with that. So I want you to know that. I want you to know that you're free. You can be free from that. And I want you to find that for yourself. You know, just the good news is you're just one person and one conversation, one opportunity away from creating a deeper sense of connection for yourself. And I believe that this, if if nothing else, this is a starting point for that. But I want you to know that you can have, you know, as I think about connection and the priority of order, God, self, and others versus other self and God. If it's other self than God, then I'm letting other people dictate my view of self and God, which is not a healthy thing to do. That's God's self, then others. And I really, if you don't have that in your life today, that A, understanding of priority, or B, understanding of what's healthy in terms of having a relationship with God and yourself and others, and how God can redeem and restore areas of your life that you might have thought were broken, not redeemable, not able to be fixed or, or restored. And and if you don't have that understanding today, I want you to have that. I want you to know that that's possible. I've seen so many areas of my life that were broken, that he has restored. And that deep sense of connection in me is now being shared and giving other people a sense of connection as I use that part of my story. Okay. As passion, the root word of passion is suffering. As I've experienced some certain suffering in my life to actually allow that suffering to be grateful for that to not say that life is suffering, but to say that life is actually joy and suffering is a part of it. But because of what God's done for me, I can experience both and I can actually have relationship with him in joy, in suffering, in both, in two and one. And for me, as a result of that, I get to share that joy with other people from that place of suffering and bond where I get to, for example, you know, connect with people who are super maybe successful on paper, but empty inside. I understand that level of suffering. People who've lost a parent, a loved one, I understand that suffering. People who maybe have experienced trauma never understood what trauma meant to them. I understand what that looks like. People who are going through life transformations and changes. And even just, let me give you another practical example of suffering. It's like starting your own business. Hey, I understand. And that's a real thing there. And so, you know, to each their own in terms of what they've experienced. But to the extent that you understand and experience those painful parts of your past, those experiences is, is to the extent that you actually start to develop a passion for those. And that's where you really connect with other people and get joy because you get to help them see hope as you've seen hope in your own life. And so I believe we're all meant to do that through our connection. And really, like if if you're to think about how you approach connection in your life, okay, have you given yourself just a question to consider? Have you given yourself permission to be honest and vulnerable, free and fully known by your creator? Have you given yourself that same permission for yourself to be known by yourself? Are there parts of you? that show up as like a 12-year-old when certain triggers happen, right? Then maybe there's a part of you you disassociated with, you never let mature because you experienced so much pain in that part of your past. And maybe that's something you need to reconnect with, right? One small example for me was I disassociated with a part of my past in sports because I had developed an unhealthy mentality and become resentful towards myself and towards other people at a certain time in my life. And I only recently started to reconnect with that part of my past where I was able to re-engage with sports and sports activity in a healthy way because I had been able to reconnect with that part of me. And I didn't carry that resent or shame for how I acted or behaved as a maybe just like having a poor attitude, being a poor leader in my eyes because of the place that I was in in my life and how that affected my performance and how I saw my identity and my worth as a result. I mean, I'm just giving you one example, but I believe that there's a lot of different examples that you guys can expect and experience as you're on this journey to deeper connection. And as if you're able to connect with yourself, you'll, you'll be able to truly connect with other people. And I believe a lot of people's discontentment comes from an inability to 
connect with other people, which is again, rooted back to that idea of connecting with a good God who loves you, who has good plans for you, better plans than you could have for yourself. So I thank you guys for, for listening. I hope that you really have been able to take away some practical things to start thinking about how you start to reconnect. I think that spiritual formation is vital to this whole process. There's a mental and an emotional and physical component that happens all together with this. But when I say this, I mean this, that you, you really, there's an encounter with God you need to have before you can really understand the importance of the value of the behavior modifications that follow. Okay. You need that breakthrough and that, that healing moment with the discipline and the wisdom to follow, to actually live out the, the changes that you've experienced in your heart and in your mind about what God wants to do for you, how much he loves you and how much he cares for you. When you experience that in your heart, there is a process, there is a discipline, there is a way of living that you need to follow out in terms of how you actually engage with people differently. But a lot of people are approaching it backward. They're trying to engage with people differently before having the healing or breakthrough that they need. And so I hope that this just gives you an idea, maybe a, a way of thinking about and a conversation starter for you to have just with your creator and maybe with yourself and then maybe with others around how you think about connection in your life. And I strongly encourage if you really sense there's something, a strong pull for you, you know, and whether it's related to counseling, like this stuff doesn't always need to be heavy. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I just want to talk with somebody about this, process this, and I don't want it to be my friend or I don't think that that's the right role for them or my wife or my husband or whoever it might be. I think it's healthy to just have a conversation with somebody and to just say, hey, this is something I want to work on and something I'm trying to achieve and, and grow in. And I think that to the extent that you're able to do that, to the extent you're, able, you're going to be able to see the changes that you're looking for in your life. So with that said, I appreciate you guys for, for listening. Thank you so much. I hope that you feel more connected and understood even just by having me speak into your life for a few minutes. And I'd love to hear from you guys. We'll definitely have some more resources available online. So be sure to look out for those. Go ahead and, and I'll make sure that you have the link for that. But uh, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. And I hope that you feel more connected today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, energy, and attention. The best thing that you can do if you got value is share this episode with someone, family, friend, coworker, client, anybody that you think would also get value. If you want to stay in touch with me, go ahead to visit my website, tjloeffler.com, T-J-L-O-E-F-F-L-E-R.com. And there you can sign up to get messages from me, including show notes, subscription to the podcast, weekly letters that I write just honestly, authentically about what's going on in my life or private events that I'm hosting, etc. And the last thing that I'll say is if you really got value out of this season in particular, Back to Basics, my book is going to be available. Corepillars.com, C-O-R-E, pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com is going to be the place that you can be directed to get access to that book. If you're wanting to go deeper into the subject that we're talking about today, if you just want to have it on hand, it's really meant to be a timeless piece for people to revisit when they need to kind of get balanced. I want you to get more out of your life by doing less than you think. So I've hope that that's a succinct way for you to do that. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. That's all for now. Until next time.